It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, and Anna Gaza. And we're also joined by Fidan and Bilal Majid. This week, we have our usual announcement section from Austin, where we'll briefly talk about the release of the Google Pixel 6 and 6 Pro as well. We'll then move on to our must-have app categories and this week it's all about newsreaders. In our spotlight section this week I'm delighted to say we're joined again by Scott Adams from Google Lookout and we'll conclude the episode with Warren's talk back highlights. How are we all folks? Austin how are you? I'm doing good. Mumbai is entering into a very nice weather now. It's slowly getting cool so winter months are starting. It's good for me. Sounds good. Anna you well? I am doing well. I am awaiting an atmospheric river to drop all kinds of record um, breaking rain on me. Oh, yes. You want an umbrella? I do, yes. Warren's going on? We got a few flowers um, a couple of days ago. So, oh, that snow is starting to fly. And so we'll see what happens. We've got a strong UK contingent this week. Bizza, what's happening? Just having my tea and my nuts and my biscuit. Last time, <laughs> same, same as last time. Nice. Fee? I'm very well. It's definitely cooler weather now. I got very wet on the way home from a, an event, an evening out on Wednesday. And uh, yes, now the weather's much, much cooler here in the UK. Um, but not, not cold, just, yeah, noticeably cooler, but dry mostly, which is quite, it's, it's sort of typical UK autumn, really. I sometimes go out and I can smell people's uh, wood fires burning and things like that, which is uh, it's sort of an autumn smell, isn't it? It's quite nice. Yeah, I'm still yeah, loving was- my phone. Good. Now it was bouncing down on Wednesday. I got soaked as well. Uh, oh, you got home. wet as well. It was, I, I, was, I was glad I was on the way home and not on the way to somewhere because especially now that everywhere has to have doors open and things for ventilation it's not the warmest if you're going to if you're wet as well that would be not very nice so it was good to have it that way around that's right let's go to our announcements austin what's happening blind android users is proud to partner with the folks from gravity forms gravity forms has allowed us to ensure that our website is both accessible and easy to use with regards to our contact forms and other various forms found throughout the page. Thanks to Gravity Forms' dedication to accessibility and their compliance with all federal and jurisdictional laws relating to accessibility is appreciated. The blind Android users would like to thank the folks from Gravity Forms for sponsoring our license subscription to their WordPress plugin. If you'd like to know more about Gravity Forms, check them out online at gravityforms.com. This week has been a very quiet week, not much announcements. I only want to thank our listeners, those who attended the Clubhouse event for the launch of Pixel 6 and 6 Pro at short notice. And also would like to remind our listeners that of the special events 
episode 50 and the one year celebration you can fill the form on our website or email us and you can be a part of the recording for the show either you can attend episode 50 or the one year celebration or both so you have to indicate in the form what you want and one or two days before the event we will send you the link and then you can be the part of the recording thanks austin and the other thing just to touch on briefly we don't have them yet but uh, some some phones were released this week weren't they one i surmise that you're talking about my gorgeous beautiful looking pixel 6 series google was not ready i was really pissed for the very first time excuse my espanol guys but i was sitting there refreshing the page i added the 512 gig version to my card i was excited for the very first time ever i'm going to be having a 512 gb phone and guess what when i went to check out i got a 504 or some 500 series error uh basically the page is a goner and i refreshed the page and then you know oh we removed it from your card is out of stock and i okay i'll go back to the 256 even though i do not want a 256 and that i could not get either so i got really angry wow. and i just uh you know i said f that i'm going to get out of here <laughs> so, <laughs> and then what um the, the only one i could get later on like maybe several hours later on is the miserable 128 gig and i'm like i don't want to be running around with a 128 gig most especially if we already have these sizes and i can't even get those so it was so sad and good news though google has sent out some notification i got a notification saying hey you know if you were trying to get this uh you could now be on the uh, waiting list and so if you if if you go to the google page the google store web page you could add your 512 or 256 if that's what you want and you'll be on the waiting list so that's my woes my miserable experience it was terrible <laughs> google was not ready they were ready. And, and, and tell me Warren before you uh, before you ordered that or, or since actually did you do a covid test a covid test Well you see no sense of taste is a common that. a common feature isn't it of covid oh, so I thought stop. I thought you stop. might have done a covid stop. test stop. Uh, uh, thank stop. you thank you Anna Warren our listeners have another question what will you store on the 512 GB phone Ah, oh, forget about all those. It's all jealousy, you know, because I have a one five twelve. You have a, they have a miserable sixty four gig or thirty two gig phone. Uh, Warren, why can you get a thirty two gig? No, I'm not doing that. It's twenty twenty one, guys. I'm going for the phone for the boys, big, big babies. I was going to ask you what excites you, and then I remembered it was a Pixel. So, what do you find semi to mildly interesting about the Pixel six? Because it's a Pixel phone. A very short answer. No particular features you're looking forward to then. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I do not care about features or anything. The underlining thing here is, oh, it's a Pixel phone. There's the discerning view of mobile phones from the founder of this podcast. We ought not to care about features when <laughs> buying phones. It has a very That's the official position of the founder well. of the Blind Android Users podcast. Well, it it's a, a Pixel phone. What else do you want? This is the king on the hill. You know, everybody agrees the Pixel phone if you want to experience Android in this too 
that purest form it's got to be a pixel but to be fair it does sort of resemble the hank hill of mobile phones i won't disagree i wouldn't necessarily call it a king um no it is but, yeah king. i can see the yeah, king of the I, hill I reference. Know. the pixel is not going to take the place of your whatever whoever you're king or whoever that is but he's still king on the hill hmm but uh, let me ask this. You've been a silly boy as well, Bilal. What are you finding semi to mildly interesting <laughs> about the prospect of the Pixel 6? Or do you not care about features either? One of the things I found interesting was um, it's got tra- good translation features. Now, my wife speaks Urdu. And uh, maybe she wants to uh, speak She's speaking to someone who speaks English. And she wants to, uh, you know, in, you know, wants to hear what they're saying. In... And wait you, it will translate it. So that'll be good for her and for me as well. So here's what's going to happen. When I get mine, we'll do it on the podcast. Uh, Austin is going to speak in, yeah. in Hindi and we'll, yeah. we'll hear the translation translated right back into English. How about we do that? It's going to be yeah. really fun. Well, actually, one nice thing about the Pixel line of phones is that some of Google's new features come first to the Pixel. and Definitely. Um, one of the features I was reading about, I know a lot of our listeners do voice dictation, and one of the upcoming features that's coming first to the Pixels is to um, do some editing without, uh, is to do some hands-free editing. The good thing is that it will recognize when you pause. So I'm saying, hello, Ed. What's going on there with your knucklehead? <laughs> So, you see, I'm not going to be saying, hey, hello, Ed, comma, what's going on there with your knucklehead, uh, question mark, or something like that. This thing is going to be smart enough uh, to do that. And the good news is that it's going to be all local on your device. And also, that uh, ability to use the assistant on the Gboard is also cool. So, it comes first to the Pixel 6. Now we have the next in our must-have apps section. And this week, it's all about newsreaders. I've got to say, newsreaders aren't things I use a great deal on my phone. I'm more of a sports uh, kind of a guy, but I know a few of you do. So I think I'll hand over to Warren to introduce this. Newsreaders, well, in reality, I use mine mainly more for, you know, like tech-related stuff and things like that. So I happen to use Pocket, and Pocket is one of those that I really like. For me... The key thing is that a newsreader must have a TTS readout. There are some great ones out there that do not have that feature, and so that requires that I sit down and, you know, do a read-all on my screen to read it and things like that. But I kind of tend to prefer those that have that TTS readouts. And so as a result of that, Pocket is the one that I like. And so I will demonstrate Pocket. And now, here's the demonstration of Pocket. I'll be installing it from the Play Store on my Pixel 2 XL so we could look at it together. I will now ask the assistant to open up the Play Store and install Pocket. Install Pocket from the Play Store. Voice search button. Tap to speak. Details for app. Pocket. Save. There we are on the Play Store, and I will now find it install. Download a 10 million install button. Install. 
I tapped on the install and I'm waiting for it to finish installing. Then I'll tap on the open and we'll go from there. Open button. Pocket. Page. Say what really interests you. Collect articles, videos, or any online content you like. Settle in with them anytime on any phone, tablet, or browser. I do want to mention here in passing that Pocket is a product of Mozilla, so this is Mozilla News. If you have already signed up, however, you could just tap on Login. Sign up. The Sign Up. Login. Or Login. I'm going to tap on Login because I already have a Pocket user ID. Login. Tapping on Login, we see the following. Login with Google. We have login with Google. Login with Firefox. Login with Apple. Or email or username, edit box. So you can login with either Google, Apple, or Firefox since it's a Firefox product. I, however, am logging in using my email address and so I'm going to tap here on the edit field. Showing English, US, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Tapping on the edit field pops up an autofill for me to choose from with which Email to login. Autofill options. Worker at gmail.com. HTTPS. Slash slash That's mine, so I'll tap here. Email or username. Edit box. Edit. Tapping on that now asks me as to whether or not I want to use that saved information to login. Use saved password button. I'm going to tap on that. High voltage, you have 16100 articles. Try listening to them, and the time will fly by. So I am in here, and it's telling me that I have a total of 161 articles, and I could tap on Listen, and it will play them one after the other. I'm going to tell it no for now. Try Listen. No thanks. My list. I will now go ahead and show you the layout of the app. At the top left-hand corner, we have something that says My List. And basically what this says is that it's showing a list of my articles and things like that. Going from there to the right-hand corner, we have the following two or so buttons. We have Listen button. Listen. Pocket Premium button. Pocket Premium, that is if you want to be a subscriber and all of that. More button. And more. Let's take a look at the more. Pop-up window. Bulk edit. Tapping on more, we have bulk edit. Refresh. Two of five. Refresh. Settings. Three of five. Settings. Help. Four of five. Help and... Listen. TTS. Five of five. Listen. TTS. In other words, if we tap on that, it will start playing, or it will open up a mini player that we could tap on play. Let's go up though to the settings and take a quick look at the settings. Help settings, refresh settings, pocket settings. Here are the items we find in settings. Account disabled, one of 45. Got accounts, and there's so many items in here. I'm not going to go through all of them, but you could take the time to go through this. Edit account. Worker at Gmail. Premium. 3 of 45. Premium. Log out. Four. General. Disabled. 
App Rotation Lock. When enabled, a lock button will appear in the center of the screen. Quick Save Actions. When saving to pocket from another app, briefly display actions you can take on the new item. On. Switch. In other words, after finishing saving, you could choose to listen immediately to the article or not to listen to it. App theme disabled. 8 of 40. Theme dark. 9 of 40. Switch theme automatically. Automatically switch. Match system theme on. Reading disabled. 12 of 45. Justified text displays text and article view with justification. And this is primarily for those who can see. Open best view. Pocket will automatically decide the best view, article or web view, to show, on, switch, volume rocker scrolling, enable scrolling with the volume buttons, off, switch, not page flipping, enable page flipping by swiping left, auto full screen, high tool. I'm just quickly going through this. Continue reading. Display the last item I was in the middle of when I returned to pocket, on, switch, checked, 18 of 45. Recommendations. Continue reading. Display the last item. Recommendations. Show me similar stories at the end of articles I've saved. On. Offline downloading. Disabled. 20 of 40. Download best view. Pocket will decide the best view. Article or always fetch article view. Unavailable when automatically downloading the best view. Off. Always fetch web view. Unavailable when automatically downloading the best view. Off. Download only on Wi-Fi. On. Mobile user agent. Download mobile versions when available. Off. Offline storage location. Internal. 26 of 40. In other words, if you have an SD card, and this is where your SD card comes in handy, you could go choose to download those things to the SD card instead. Set offline storage limits. 27 of 45. Clear downloaded files. 28 of 45. Sensing. Disabled. 29 of... Sync when app opens. On. Background sensing. Instantly. P list. Disabled. Set default filter to not tagged. When you open pocket, the not tagged filter will manage site logins. Login to sites that require an account to access content. Sharing. Disabled. 35 of 40. Logout of services. 36 of... Notifications. Disabled. Push notification settings. Choose which types of notifications you'd like to receive. Device notification settings. Customize notification sounds. Va About. Disabled. Follow at pocket on. Follow us on. Legal and private. Version. Disabled. Pocket 7.49. And that's the last item in the settings. I'll now go back. Below that more options is something that we find that says sort by sort button 2 of 33 and, and then to the left of that is search. search and if we tap on the sort sort button sort by sort by out of list sort by newest saved newest oldest saved shortest to read longest to read and that's the last one i'm going to go back at the bottom we have the following my list my list which is now our default Discover, Discover activity, activity, and profile. profile. Let's go to the My List. When you tap on My List. My List. Lists. 1 of 13. And list. 13 items. When you tap on My List, you have categories that if you tap on, that would be your default view. In other words, when you launch the app, that would be the page that you land on.
So for instance, whenever I launch mine, I'm landed on the list of my articles and things like that. However, if I choose something from within these 13 items, including the following archive, archive. favorites, four highlights, five of the share to me, six of 13 content type, seven of 13 articles, eight of 13 videos, nine of 13 best of, 10 of 13 trending, 11 of 13 tags, 12 of 13 and not tagged, 13 of 13 that's the last one so for instance if I go tap on something like videos, 9 of 13 videos, for example i show you what I mean let's say I tap on videos videos, out of list now that I have tapped on video, I'm back to the main UI and at the bottom of my phone, the first one on the left there is no longer saying my list. Instead, it will say videos. videos. And then discover, discover activity. and profile. profile. Let's go to the discover. This is where you can go in and choose something you want to add if you're looking for something. Activity. Discover. When you tap on Discover, it takes you to a page. And on this page, at the very top, we have several tabs. We have things like Business, out of grid. We have Business, Career, Education, Entertainment, Food, Gaming, Health and Fitness, Parenting, Personal Finance, Politics, Science, Self-Improvement, Sports, technology, travel. And that's the last one. And as you can see, it covers just about every category out there. So it depends on what you want. You could just tap on the category that you want and see the things that are trending in that category. Let's go tap on technology, for example. Technology. Pocket. Technology. As I tap on technology, it loads up the things relating to technology and I'll put my finger down, then we have... The rise of dark web design. How sites manipulate you into clicking. Theconversation.com. Four minutes. Cookie banners are just one example of how web designers exploit our psychology for commercial gain. One of 25. Enlist. 25 items. It tells you how long the article is going to take to read. And so if I tap on it, for example... Pocket. Web view out of list. The rise of dark web design. How sites manipulate you into clicking. Web view. Now that we've tapped on it, remember I showed you earlier that near the top we have the listen button. So I find that listen button. Save button. There's a save. Listen button. Listen. Share. Or share. I want to tap on listen. Listen button. Media control. I tapped on listen. And it's loading the article. The rise of dark web design. How sites manipulate you into clicking. Published by Pocket on November 30th, 2nd. Cookie banners are just one example of how web designers exploit our psychology for commercial gain read when you've got time to spare. And in the middle of the page are the media controls. There's the play in the middle. I'm going to tap on that stop or pause. Pause. Online. I tapped on pause, and of course that becomes the play. Play button. And to the right of that. Next button. Next. Or. Archive button. I could choose to archive it. And to the left of the play button, 
we have previous button. Previous. 1x. 1x. And if I want to change the speed of my reading, I could tap on that to change that. That's how you go about playing articles. I do want to mention here, however, that when you are on the web and you find an interesting article that you want to read, when you tap on the share, you could then choose Pocket to share it with. And now you have another news article reader that you could use, and that's Pocket. Now, the news reader I like to use is the one that comes pre-installed on my phone, and that's Google News. I really like this app. It allows you to follow certain topics that are of interest to you. It also allows you to read the headlines. You can subscribe to individual publications within the app, and the subscriptions can be anywhere from a couple of bucks to more like 10 or 12, so you need to pick and choose. But even when a subscription is required, you can usually read a few articles per month, maybe three or five for free. And so it's really handy. And if you speak more than one language, you get a different collection of articles if you switch your operating system language. So, you know, the app knows I live in the United States, so it gives me news that's U.S.-centric. But if I change the default language to Spanish, then I get news that's um, Latin America-centric. And it's not just publications from the U.S. that have been translated. It's actual publications from other countries as well. So that's another feature I really like about this app. And now I'm going to go into some detail about how to use it. Google News is, of course, Google's official news reader. It's where you go to find out what's going on in the world and in your local community. You can read headlines. And, of course, entire articles. News out of grid. For you, Google News. All right. When you open Google News, you have search in the top left corner. Search button out of list. And you have the user account button in the top right corner. Signed in as Anna Garza. Across the bottom... We have some tabs. They are selected for you. For you, that's what is selected now. Headlines. Headlines. Following. Following. Newsstand. And newsstand. Most other information on this screen is presented vertically. So at the very top, we have the name of the screen. Google News out of list. Then going down, we have a COVID-19 banner. COVID-19 news. See the latest coverage of the coronavirus, one of 33, in list, 33 items. Tapping this item brings up a list of articles about the coronavirus and the pandemic. On his briefing, top five stories right now, two of 33. All right, this says on his briefing, top five stories right now. The first five stories listed on the screen are the hottest news. At about this level, along the right edge of the screen, we have a little weather widget. Currently cloudy in Fresno. Temperature is 71 degrees Fahrenheit. Continuing to go down. Number one, the New York Times, bomb cyclone and atmospheric river, Hummel, California. Headlines, 37 minutes ago, 3 of 33. 
All right, that's my first headline. Now, this isn't just a narrow band across the screen with a headline. My guess is that this is set up like a newspaper. There's probably a picture and a headline because it takes up about a third of the screen. Now, below that, we have number two. Number two, The Guardian, Pelosi, very confident Democrats will reach deal to salvage Biden agenda. Headlines, three hours ago, four of 33. Notice that for each of these stories, we find out what the source is, we find out the headline, and we find out how long ago it was posted. As I'm sliding my finger down, I'm near the bottom of the page at this point. I want to get to the next story, and I want to make sure that I don't skip it. So I'm going to use the right, then left swiping gesture, sliding a finger right, then left. Series of crashes involving six vehicles turns deadly in Fresno, shuts down highway, local, six hours ago, five of 33. Showing items five to nine of 33. That is the third story. It's usually local. Continuing to slide my finger down. Number four, Daily Mail, Alec Baldwin's Rust film will never be finished after shooting leaves cinematographer dead for you two hours ago, six of 33. Number five, Fox Business, Kellogg slapped with $5 million lawsuit over Pop-Tart strawberry filling for you seven hours ago, seven of 33. All right, that's the fifth article, but I'm not quite at the bottom of the screen yet. The sixth article, notice it is not numbered. CNN, Trump picks messy personal life worries Senate Republicans desperate to hold on to Pennsylvania seat, 9 of 33. Okay, so you get the idea. Just keep sliding your finger down to get to the next story. Or you can swipe. Now if you swipe, you're going to notice there is a control in the bottom right corner of each of these stories. It is... More options, button, 7 of 33. All right, that's the more options on the Pop-Tart story. If we tap more options... More options, button. Save for later. Save for later, out of list. We get a series of controls that covers the bottom third of the screen. They're laid out in a grid, and they are save for later, so you could come back and read it without having to look for it again. Share. Share. You can email it to somebody. Go to Fox Business. Go to Fox Business. This is basically go to the source, whatever news outlet the story comes from. Hide stories from Fox Business. Hide stories from Fox Business. Let's say I don't like Fox News. I can block all those stories. Send feedback. Send feedback. This is for the app. Report content. Report content. Maybe I think this story is obnoxious and shouldn't be included in Google News. More stories like this. More stories like this. To tell Google News that this is the kind of content I like. Fewer stories like this. Fewer stories like this, just the opposite. I don't like this type of content. And that's it. I'm going to use the back gesture to get back to the news feed. For you. More options, button, 7 of 33, enlist, 33 items. Most of the time, there's a full coverage button to the left of it. We're going to check out the... View full coverage for Kellogg's slapped with $5 million lawsuit over Pop-Tart's strawberry filling button. The full coverage icon. Google News. Navigate up, button, out of list. What we get here is the same vertical stacking of stories 
But these are all about this Pop-Tart drama. Fox Business, Kellogg slapped with $5 million lawsuit over Pop-Tart strawberry filling eight hours ago. Yahoo Tech, Kellogg faces $5 million lawsuit for not having enough strawberries in its Pop-Tarts 20 hours ago. I'm going to use the right then left gesture to get to the next set of stories. Kellogg's in a jam over Pop-Tarts lawsuit, report says, four hours ago. Blake Keller WNEM at Blake Keller DB. Oh, strawberry Kellogg's faces lawsuit over lack of real strawberries and strawberry Pop-Tarts. TheHill.com slash legal slash 578046-Kellogg's-faces-lawsuit-over-lack-of-real-strawberries-and-strawberry-pop-tarts. Twitter seven hours ago. Sharon Kennedy Wynn at Sharoncone, a lawsuit contends that Kellogg's frosted strawberry at Pop-Tarts are sorely lacking in strawberries. Shocker. I thought eating a strawberry Pop-Tart was practically a salad. Twitter seven hours ago. At this point, we have a bunch of tweets with links and sarcastic comments. There's an all coverage button at the bottom of the screen in case I really wanted to delve deeper into this controversy. All coverage out of list. Okay, I'm going to go back using the back gesture, down then left. For you. View full coverage for Kellogg's slapped with $5 million lawsuit over Pop-Tarts strawberry filling button, 7 of 33, enlist, 33 items. And we are back. Okay. Occasionally when you're scrolling through stories, you also find a play button near full coverage and options. This is more likely to happen if the news source is a television or radio show. There are a couple more things I want to show you. First, I'm continuing to scroll down. Here's a Fresno Bee article. Fresno Bee, Clovis School Board promises change after adults bully student during public meeting. And then there is a story about the extreme weather in California. Yahoo News six hours ago, drought-stricken California doused by major storm in list. And I have another article about extreme weather in California. Newsweek two hours ago, what is an atmospheric river in which cities and states should prepare for the worst in list. Sometimes what happens, and I'm not sure why, the right-then-left scroll basically gets you into full coverage and keeps bringing up stories about the same topic. To get past that, you can scroll by swiping up with two fingers. So I'm going to do that to get past California weather stories. What is an atmospheric river in which cities and states should prepare for the worst? Now I'm going to touch the screen. The Newsweek two hours ago. What is an atmospheric river in which... Okay, that's the California weather story, the same one. But below that on the same screen, I'm sliding my finger down. NBC News one hour ago. Alec Baldwin, assistant director, had history of unsafe practices. Prop maker says, enlist. Okay, we've moved on to another story. And the last thing I want to show you is that as you're moving through this feed, you'll find little clusters of stories. Usually it's three on a particular topic. Fresno, your local news, 18 of 65. The next two or three stories are going to be local news for me. KFSN-TV, California rain. Here's when atmospheric river will bring heavy rain. Snow to central CA and Sierra Nevada, one hour ago, 19 of 65. Fresno B. Thousands hit downtown Fresno for the return of taco truck throwdown. Here's what you missed, 9 hours ago, 20 of 65. Read more local stories, 21 of 65. Okay, there we go. Let's see if we could find another one. 
Interesting reads. Interesting reads. Okay, these are usually provocative. Let's see. The New York Times, flying with your pet. It just got a lot more difficult. Eight hours ago, 28 of 65, enlist, 65 items. The New York Times, fear on Cape Cod as sharks hunt again, four days ago, 29 of 65. The New Yorker, Paul McCartney on writing, Eleanor Rigby, six days ago, 30 of 65. I don't know how interesting these reads were, but you get the idea. We'll check out the tabs across the bottom just to give you a very quick idea of what to expect. When the app opens, it's in the... Selected, for you. For you tab. The second tab is headlines. 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 Selected. Headlines. The screen layout is exactly the same, but these stories are the most recent to be posted. NPR 20 minutes ago, powerful storm brings heavy rain, flooding and mud flows to Northern California, enlist. The Guardian three hours ago, Pelosi, very confident, Democrats will reach deal to salvage Biden agenda, enlist. Okay, sometimes there's overlap, sometimes there isn't. Now we're going on to the third tab. Following. Following. Selected. Following. Following. These are the topics and publications you're interested in. So at the top of the page, we have... Topics. Follow topics to see more stories about your interests and for you. Follow topics. Okay, if I were to tap here, follow topics, I would get an edit box and I could search. I can type, say, for example, politics. And then I would get categories like Persian Gulf politics or Fox News politics or CNN politics. And I could choose whatever I want. Below that is a list of the publications I tend to click on. Sources. The Washington Post, enlist. And to the right of the publication name is a more options button. More options for the Washington Post button. Go to the Washington Post. Go to the Washington Post, out of list. And options are go to the Washington Post. Move to beginning. Move to beginning. Move to end. Move to end. Stop following this source. Stop following this source. Add to home screen. Add to home screen. And these options are all at the bottom of the screen. Let's move on to the fourth tab. Newsstand. Newsstand. Selected. Newsstand. So this screen is a list just like the others, but there are two tabs across the top. One is... Selected. Featured. Tab. One of two. Featured. And the other is... Popular. Tab. Two of two. Popular. Here we have topic headings, and below these topic headings, we have the names of publications laid out in a grid. Each publication includes information about what it costs to subscribe, and below it are some controls. Let's check it out. Coffee Table Reads. Meaningful stories that inspire. Out of list. Coffee Table Reads. TED Talks. Free. In list. TED Talks. Follow. Button. And I can... Choose to follow. Vanity Fair, $1.99 per month after. Follow button. So Vanity Fair is $1.99 after. There's a free trial in there. 30 days free. There it is, 30 days free. Wired. Follow button. I'm going to follow. You're following this source. Good. 
read now button. And there's a read now button since I'm following. Scroll up with two fingers again to find another topic heading. Environmental impacts. Explore green initiatives and global issues out of list. And so on. Okay, let's go back to for you. For you. For you. Selected. For you. And the last thing I'm going to show you is the search button. Remember, it's in the top left corner. It's actually in the top left corner of every screen, but I like coming back home. So I'm going to tap search. Search button. Showing Braille keyboard. Google News. Now let's say there's a story you're really interested in. You've scrolled through your feed and you've only found a couple of items about this and you want to know more, you can type some keywords in here. For example, I recently read some news stories about braille displays that use combustion. So I want to know if there's any more about that or about something else. I'm going to write the word braille. Submitting text. Braille. Braille. Edit box. Search for topics, locations, and sources. Keyboard hidden. All right, let's find out what stories come up. Articles, 2 of 33. The Gazette, Binton Braille School Infirmary to open as old hospital pub, two days ago, 3 of 33. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Cornell Chronicle, Combustion Creates Braille Display for Electronics, Cornell Chronicle, October 5th, 4 of 33. Ugh. CBS Pittsburgh, Seedlings Braille Books for Children fills a need in the community that only a nonprofit fulfill, four days ago, 5 of 33. And you get the picture. So that pretty much does it. Hope you enjoy Google News. Thanks, Anna. And uh, Pocket and Google News, do they support RSS or are they are they just newsreaders? Not many do RSS anymore. Um, for Pocket, though, the good thing about Pocket is that if I find something elsewhere, all I need to do is say, hey, send this to my Pocket. And so... Pocket is a very good app in that aspect. And so if you have a source that you want to use, you could just send that to your Pocket. Is it a reader? Like, is is the main reason you like it because of the TTS that it's got and because it reads stuff to you? Is that why you like Pocket? Yes, that is one of the reasons. But then also another reason why I like that is... Um, the fact that I can sync it with whatever. And so I, it's multi-device. So whatever I saved, it saves it, you know, in my account because you can create your account. You could log in either using, as I demonstrated, you could log in either using your Apple, Google, or even Firefox, or use your email account, whatever you choose to. And that syncs across your devices and you can access that uh, anywhere and whether you're offline or whatever, uh, you could download your stuff, whether to your SD card if you have one or just to your internal storage and things like that. I really like uh, Pocket because it keeps your stuff, even if you, you know, uninstall it and, you know, you just get a new phone or whatever and you sign in, all your stuff that was saved there will be right there. Oh, so now we know why you want a 512 gigabyte phone. It's so you can download all your pocket stuff on there. Now, that's my girl.
Exacto mundo. <laughs> Going back to Ed's question, off the top of my head, the only newsreader I know that um, does RSS is Feedly. F-E-E-D-L-Y. It allows you to add RSS so that you can track your own things in addition to whatever news articles it presents. And then another good thing, though, that Google implemented um, is almost like a resurrection of the Google Newsreader that used to be the king on the hill. Uh, Now, in Chrome, you can enable something called a follow. So you can follow a particular um, site that you like. And it's not quite like the good old newsreader from Google, but it's there in Chrome if you want to take a look at it. I use RSS feeds, but I just use them for podcasts. And by the way, if you are listening and you have a favorite of yours that you would like to demonstrate and send it to us, then we'll plug it on our YouTube or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Austin, do you use newsreaders? I use uh, some local Indian apps like the Times of India has an app, the Times Now Network, the Republic, and I also use BBC. But I'm mostly a sports person. I don't uh, read much of the news. And today's, tomorrow is going to be a very interesting day in sports. Well, today England bowled West Indies out for 55 in the T20. So <laughs> I imagine they've won by now. What about you, Bilal? Are you a newsreader guy? Yeah, I am. I use the BBC News app. I find it very accessible, um, you know, for the day's news. And, you know, I read um, technology news as well. You know, Gizmodo, Engadget, uh, TechCrunch, all that. Um, I'm mainly, when I use newsreaders, I mainly use newsreaders that, um, you know, the ones that narrate news to you. They use human narrators, you know, that read news articles to you. So I use one uh, quite a few years now. It's called Umano. Remember that app, Umano? No, not used it. Uh, Basically, it's a... you can add, uh, you know, topics of interest, and it provides you with a daily list of articles that people have narrated. You know, proper actors and all that, and mm-hmm. uh, it provides an audio form. And there's an app called Meet News, Newsbeat Radio. There's an app called um, There's different apps. Um, I use the um, Read Aloud app from Google as well. You know, to um, listen to news articles. Because I like the uh, the cloud voices that Google has as well, and Microsoft as well. And now a word from our sponsor, the world's most trusted WordPress backup, restore, and clone plugin. Hacking, server crashes, dodgy updates, or simple user error can ruin your WordPress site. That is why you need AppDraft Plus. Install AppDraft Plus to protect your WordPress-powered site by visiting updraftplus.com. That's updraftplus.com. U-P-D-R-A-F-T-P-L-U-S.com. We thank AppDraft Plus for sponsoring this episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. And now it's our spotlight section. And I'm delighted to say that Google is supporting us once again as we have an interview with Scott Adams, who looks after Lookout. We do want to welcome again our friend Scott from the Lookout Group from Google. 
And Scott, you're welcome again, because the last time you were here, we talked about the fact that if anything new happens, you are going to come back again. I'm so glad that you actually followed through and willing to come. Uh, Scott, welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I'm very happy to be back, and I'm happy that we had something that was uh, noteworthy enough to, to come back relatively soon. So glad to be here. I do have with me here, Scott, uh, Miriam hiding somewhere in the Red Sea or underneath it now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, Scott, it's nice to meet you. I'm nice excited you for today's interview. Uh, Scott, let's, let's jump right in because the last time that we were here, there was an item that I was particularly interested in that was not available in Lookout. And I would like mm -hmm. us to, you know, talk about that. And that was the handwritten material that was available in some other uh, apps in that class. And for some reason, it wasn't in Lookout. And it was probably my most sticky point with uh, Lookout, where I give you guys a little bit of grief over uh, what's that <laughs> <laughs> handwritten recognition. And now this is available to us on Lookout. Do you want to address that? Because we're excited about that. Uh, well, thank you. Yes. Um, and I would say you are not the only person to express the desire for Lookout to be able to handle uh, handwriting uh, recognition also. Um, and it was funny because uh, when we were speaking, uh, we already had that uh, in pretty late stages of development and testing. Um, we knew it was important. We knew we wanted to release it, um, and we thought we were pretty close to it. Uh, but it was one of those moments that, you know, until it's actually out and done, um, you don't want to say anything because you don't want to get people's hopes up. Um, but yes, we're, we're very, very excited to release it. Um, it is built into documents mode. So whereas you could uh, previously uh, capture a page of um, printed text only, now you can capture either handwritten or printed text. The app will just figure it out. You don't need to tell anything. It's the same interface you're used to. But it does mean if you want to do something like open a birthday card where the outside is printed, but the inside is handwritten, um, it's the same mode, the same interface, nothing to learn, and it just works. Excellent. And I'm, I'm excited about that. And thank you so much, guys, for doing that, because I know my thinking has always been about the student in the classroom. You're sitting in front of the class. And, you know, with, mm. of course, with the permission of the teacher, you'd like to be able to capture what is being written there on that chalkboard. And so to be able to have this available to us, because those of us who are blind, when we're in a classroom, you kind of try to rely on your friend sitting next to you or whatever. But I think that having this is a very important feature because a student will be able to, you know, take a shot of that chalkboard and be able to read things later. And I think that's such a great addition that we have. I do agree with Warren. He's actually, as a student who was trying to kind of be more independent and, mm -hmm. um, I like as a student who's going off to college, it's it's kind of good to because I, I think that handwritten content uh, nowadays is kind of common even more than, you know, the printed content. So I feel like it's mm -hmm. it's really a good, good, you know, step when it comes to um, document scanning. Yeah, that's that's terrific to hear that. I mean, that makes me very happy. Um, I, I'll be sure to pass that on to the team. Um, but it does seem like, uh, especially over the last year or two, um, kind of with the whole COVID and just the world figuring out how to, you know, 
react to that, that there are many more handwritten notes. Um, oh, hours have changed, or please use your app, or all these different little signs that people put up um, and are just not very accessible. Um, so we're really excited to, to finally bring this forward. Um, and yes, the classroom is one of the use cases that we think of um, in, in doing this. Uh, so that's great to hear. I'm, we're very happy that you're finding it useful. Okay, Scott, let's talk about Lookout's availability. Is this something that's available to everyone around the world, uh, especially given the fact that, you know, now we're all in some sort of a, either lockdown or whatever, and people are in place <laughs> and all of that. So if someone is in uh, Egypt or someone is in Kenya or some some other place somewhere in Mongolia, would they be able to have access to uh uh, look out in their various locations, or do I have That's to be question. in Northern America or in the European area? That's a great question. So, so our our vision for for Lookout is that long term, um, these tools are available to anyone, anywhere, on any device, um, and that's that's very ambitious. Um, but like that's that's the way we think about it. So right now, um, Lookout is available for download worldwide. Uh, we support 23 languages. Um, most of those are going to be Latin-based languages. Um, I'd say the most kind of uh, commonly known will be English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, and Hindi. Um, but we have several small language, uh, languages in there as well. Um, and then we're starting to move into non-Latin-based languages. So we currently support uh, Bengali and Marathi. Um, and we have more coming. Uh, there are big parts of the world that don't include any of those languages as like their primary spoken language. So we want to support people in those areas as well. Um, so that's not something that we have right now, um, but it does mean it will be coming at some point in the future. Um, hopefully that, that gives your audience um, a little more uh, understanding there. Uh, we also uh, support, I think, something to the effect of 97% of Android devices at this point. Um, basically, if you have a phone that's relatively recent, as in the last several years, uh, you should be able to download and install Lookout. So we're really trying to make this app um, as available as possible for anyone who needs it. That's important because I think that one of the key issues here was the device support. And I remember uh, when it first came out, it was only available to a very few devices, including the likes of the Pixel and certain Samsung phones. Those were the devices that it was limited to. And nowadays, uh, it's been opened up to a lot of other devices. And 95% or 97% is a huge uh, percentage, almost 100%. So I think that the takeaway here is that uh, if one has a device that is fairly new, you know, from a few years ago, the likelihood is that Lookout will work on that device just fine. And I don't remember whether it was uh, the limitation was either Marshmallow or something. I don't remember. That's API, Android API. Would that be 20? I don't remember those numbers anymore. But I think if one has a device that at least have Marshmallow uh, Lookout would work on it. Yes, yes. Um, it's Android 6 or later. Um, yeah. And uh, Android 6 is uh, very old. Uh, so, um, again, assuming the device is in the last several years, uh, it's almost a non-issue for, for users. 
So it's kind of interesting to see the languages. Like when I checked the latest update, I was like, yeah, it's fun. And I, I can't wait. I'm so excited like for the Arabic language to be out because I feel like it'll be a huge, um, you know, difference, especially because actually Google Lens supports Arabic OCR. So I think it's kind of, you know, easier. But I do understand that OCR Arabic is complicated. I do understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that's a great point. And again, like um, you're not you're not the first person uh, to ask for that as well. So uh, it, it's certainly an area where we're uh, looking at further investment. Thank you so much, Scott. So that's something that we could look forward to. And again, you know, if that happens, then maybe you come back again. We we'll talk about it. You know, <laughs> one of the dreams come true. You know. <laughs> But this is so great to see the steps that you guys are taking there at Lookout and making these things getting better all the time. I was so surprised when the handwritten material thing came through and I was reading uh, my wife's uh, <laughs> little notes. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like, That's what great. are you doing? I said, story. I got to find it out, girl. <laughs> now I can <laughs> read those things. <laughs> Yeah, those notes on the fridge and everything. <laughs> so I was just like, now so I can leave you written hand messages. I say, of course, you have put it on the fridge and I'll read that thing up. <laughs> uh, it's terrific. It's terrific. It's funny you mention it because, you know, we, we always have, uh, I'd say probably a half dozen different uh, ideas or features that we're working on and trying to see, hey, can we get this to a point that, uh we think it's going to be viable for people where our, our uh, testers are saying, yes, this is, this is ready. Um, and sometimes it's, it's a, it's a long time between when we start and when we get there. And it was, it's great that you're asking for the feature around when it was uh, becoming pretty mature. Um, but it is fun to kind of see one of these uh, longer projects um, land in, in a, in a positive way and be appreciated by users. I'm always curious, like, how how do the two of you like learn about cool new stuff? Like how do you learn about oh this is a new app I might want to try out or this is a new tool or new technology? How do you learn about that? That's a very interesting question because you know I I am known in our circles as the app junkie and I tend to exactly. find <laughs> I tend to find these apps and I bring them to our mailing list and like today I just posted mm -hmm. one on our mailing list about a music app. Now, so frankly, it is very hard to uh, you know discover uh, new apps. Of course, so my secret is I go by category. For example, so if I want to look up an app in a certain category, so you know maybe blindness related or something, and mm. uh, maybe like having to do with uh, scanning for the blind or things like that. So I will put that term either in my Google search on the Play Store or even within the regular Google. Google search, and then that will take me to places that could list some of those things. But that's how I go about that. Or if I'm looking for something that has to do with, I uh, say, hey, I'm looking for an offline scanner, or I'm looking for whatever. So that keyword for me mm. uh, plays a very critical role in what I'm looking for. But yeah, like you said, it's very hard to uh, look for things, but I'm constantly on a hunt for finding things that mm -hmm. make things easier for us blind people. And so that's one of the ways that I go about doing that. Miriam, how about you? Well, for me, it's kind of 
it's hard, but um, there com- like, comes a time when I just want to look for apps. So I usually look in the similar apps, like to a, a certain app that I like to use. And I just mm-hmm. look, you know, down in the similar apps or I use a keyword too. Sometimes I like to use the tags uh, that the developers like to put in, you know, their um, descriptions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, yeah, and, like I feel like the Play Store has lots of treasures if we just look um, correctly into it. <laughs> okay, that's very helpful. And obviously, uh, listening to podcasts like this probably helps a lot of people too. Exactly, it, it does. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff there on the Play Store. And sometimes I see these things and I'm like, how did I miss that? How did I not know about that? But of course, there are tons of those things. And it's really interesting, most especially when it relates to those of us who are blind. Of course, we're wanting things that simplifies life for us. And so we are constantly on the lookout for things like that. And so when we find that, of course, we want to make sure that we share that and especially uh, those on the social networks, you know, Twitter or Facebook and things like that. I'm not one of those social butterflies, except that I have mm. to now on Twitter because of our blind Android users. And so uh, from that, also, I could find what other blind people have found or uh, put on what I've found. And so that also plays a very important role in exposing some of the things that one may be looking for or things that we're not familiar with. That was how I imagined it might be, but I wasn't very sure. So it's really helpful to hear how both of you kind of approach it and think about it and discover discover new tools. Exactly. And so we're really glad that we have these different venues of finding apps. But like I said, it's always a hit and miss because... You never know what you will find out or stumble upon there on the Play Store. Terrific. Yeah, that's that's very helpful. And I will say that uh, using the Play Store to myself, I often discover things like, huh, how did I miss that last time? That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. So I have the same experience. <laughs> um, I really would like if we futurely would have color identification as part of mm. the explore mode because I feel like it helps a lot sometimes if I want to, you know, look for a certain, um, you know, clothing, whatever, I feel like it's going to, like, do a great job besides, the like, if it's included in the explore modes, I feel like it's going to be helpful. So, so just to make sure I'm clear, so Miriam was saying, hey, it would be very helpful to do color um, recognition. And was that uh, primarily for clothes or was it clothes and for other things too? Yeah, for, yeah, clothes and for other things too. I feel that's going to be helpful. So in general, okay. though, what the whole idea is that if I pointed, you know, I have a little uh, fridge sitting here on my desk and mm-hmm. uh, I know what color it is, but... Um, if I, if I didn't know, and I'm like, this fridge really feels really nice and cool, you know, it's kind of retro. It's styled, you know, from the fifties and things like that. And so I want to see what the color is. So if I point my phone at it with a color recognizer, for example, it will tell me mm-hmm. the color of that. And that's what Miriam is talking about. So be it a piece of clothing or some object or whatever the case may be, she would like to be able to find out what the color of that object or that clothing is. Yeah, also, see, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of because I want it a little bit differently where uh, most of the color rec- like recognition apps tell me the color, but if it's included in the explore mode, it's going to say like, okay, um, blue fridge or pink, um, you know, pink 
whatever pocket, whatever. So I feel like it's gonna be helpful when you know the the object and at the same time the color of it. Yeah, in other words, it's like, hey, I'm looking at cars or, you know, whatever. There's a car in front of me and I'm in the explore mode and it sees a car. Miriam wants to know it's a brown car looking like a Toyota or a blue car. That's what she's talking about. That makes that makes perfect sense. And uh, again, some good news here. Uh, this is not the first time we've had people uh, requesting the same thing. So this is certainly an area that uh, there's some opportunity to do some work in, um, and I will I'll take your feedback back to the team also. I can't comment on what we may or may not be doing, but um, you're certainly making a reasonable request. Great. And if something like that happens down the road, of course, I have your promise to come back and talk about it, right, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Scott. This has been wonderful, and we thank you that you actually took your time out to come and talk with us today about Lookout and the new features in Lookout, and I hope that, you know, some of that language support may come to Miriam there with her friends in Egypt in the Arabic language so that they too may be able to scan pages and pages like I do back here, and thank you so much. Uh, well, well, thank you both for the time. Um, it, it's wonderful to, to be able to have these discussions with people who who use uh, Lookout and uh, kind of getting the feedback and ideas from both of you. Um, it, it helps us do a better job. So, so thank you again for the opportunity. And uh, yes, fingers crossed that we'll have something neat enough to um, talk again soon in the future. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. It's been an honor to have you. Thank you. Well, Warren, what did you make of the interview? You know, as always, Scott was such a gracious guy, so it was nice to have him on there again and uh, talking about the things that actually that mattered uh, most to us, and most especially because I remember I was giving him a little bit of grief the first time we had him about that handwritten recognition. And uh, now that we have it, and uh, I told him, hey, you know, if we have something else that comes up, I want him to come back and let's talk about it again. So he's a nice guy, and you can bet on it that if there's something else that comes up, Scott is going to be back and talk with us about it. So I'm glad we have him. I'm very surprised. I would never dream of giving Google grief, Warren. I can't believe you gave Scott grief last time. Well, I did. Um, it was, well, uh, I gave him grief in a friendly kind of way. You know what I mean? There are times that you give a friend some grief, but then in a brotherly, loving way, you know? No, I don't. I never give anyone grief. Friends or Google or podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, pe- or people who buy Google Pixels. Or That's, manufacturers of Google Pixels. These two are the most innocent gentlemen <laughs> anywhere. Butter well, wouldn't melt, Anna. You know uh, what? Butter wouldn't melt, yes. Anna, you know what? It's like me or someone telling me, hey, I uh, believe that a three-legged hyena is not going to do my chickens any harm allowing it into the chicken coop. Hmm? <laughs> oh, my gosh, these metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, but actually we were happy that you know Scott was able to come and join us. That was really good. I'd like and to I really know like when the lookout app. I use it a lot actually, so I'm very happy. I'd like the lookout app to get integrated with more things so that you don't have to have a separate app. Um like what? because 
like for example on my iphone now it will read pictures uh if they've got text in them on facebook or things like that Mm -hmm. um and partly that was a facebook thing but now apple have or or pictures you know on a web page when they've got text in them or things like that and and google is lagging behind in this at the moment i'm sure they'll catch up but at the moment they haven't and the descriptions of photos in the camera app on the iPhone as well are are really quite excellent and I don't think you can do that on the Android phones really and and that seems a shame when it's obviously possible to do I mean who knows maybe Google are working behind the scenes and and doing it but I I don't want to have to be reading a web page and then somehow get the photo into Lookout. That's just annoying, you know? Well, uh, Fee, your Chrome can already do that. Uh, All you need to make sure is that you turn on uh, image recognition in Chrome, and most especially when you mention the word web. If you're reading on the web and you turn on that feature, you'll have your description right there. Don't I have to go into a menu every time there's an image though no 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 no. you turn it on once and if you don't like it you go back and turn it off okay but i'd like it in for example a a twitter app for example though a lot of people share photos of text and that on twitter don't they yeah so when you open that's irritating when you open up that twitter app it's actually Mm. coming up uh coming up uh, in a web interface. You turn that thing on, and I'm telling you, you're golden. I'll, tr- I'll give it a go then, and I'll let you all know how I get on. And I was glad to see the handwriting came to look out. Over oh, me too. Yeah, me too. And the good news is And actually, is that- the handwriting is really good, because right around that time, I received a, you know, a form that had some handwriting in it, and I had my mom read the form to me and she really struggled with the handwriting and um, Google did a pretty good job. It didn't catch all of it, but you know, the handwriting was so bad that it did better. I think than my mom did in figuring out what it was trying to say. That's impressive. Cause do you remember the days when basically if, if there was any handwriting and you had, even with a scanner, with a computer, it was just like, nah, there's no yeah, point. You couldn't Don't do bother. It still doesn't do yeah. it, you know, um, but mm-hmm. funny, Anna, you mentioned that because, uh, someone scribbled something for me on a piece of paper, uh, an email address. Now, my wife could not read it. It just was so, it wasn't legible at all. And mm-hmm. I used my lookout and actually it worked out. I sent a test email and it did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. did it go to the right person though? That's the, that's the <laughs> oh, yeah, It went to the right person and he actually responded to it. So... Oh, and it, it, he didn't say, who's this? I've never heard of you. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. He oh, gave no, me his good. email address, but he was in a hurry. And, yeah. but, you know, so his writing was just quite really bad. And mm-hmm. my wife couldn't make sense of uh, some few characters in there. But my lookout gave them to me and I sent him an email and it worked. Does it send all of the images to Google? I suppose it does. No, you can even do it offline. You don't have oh, yeah, to. Most, most things you can do offline yeah. as well. I mean, I put it in airplane mode because for me, mm. uh, the litmus test for every uh, OCR package is when I do things offline. I turn on my airplane mode, see if it works. If it doesn't, uh, it's not a keeper. Because I do worry about how much information Google exactly. has about exactly. us all. 
Yeah. We we did this, or Warren did it, on one of the, uh, I think it was in the 20s, uh, episodes of the podcast where we did all the ACR apps and we turned on airplane mode. Oh, sorry, well, Warren turned on airplane mode, but then we had to turn it off and let some of them back in because neither Super Sense nor Envision worked. <laughs> That's right. I think it and was episode of... 29, right? Was it 27 like or that. 29? It was Somewhere around late, about that. In the late 20s. Yeah. So, I mean, Lookout um, was pretty much joint top then, so I imagine it could have pulled ahead given the updates it's just had. So definitely yeah. one worth checking out. I need to catch up with these podcasts. I feel like someone who started watching a TV show in series three or four and still has the previous ones to catch up with, you know. (laughs) Or you could treat it like a soap opera and just decide you never have to catch up with the early ones. (laughs) Oh, no, I think there are some quite interesting topics, but they are quite long podcasts. So they'll be good for long journeys and things like that. Yeah, that's why there are chapter functions and YouTube playlists and all sorts. Oh, the YouTube's so, brilliant. Yeah, so do check out, do check out, uh, look out by Google. And finally this week, we have Warren's latest talkback highlights. Hi, as we continue with our theme of highlights from talkback, we now come to the 12th installment. In our last installment, installment 11, we talked about managing custom labels. Today, however, we will be talking about keyboard shortcuts. In other words, we'll be talking about using your Bluetooth or your physical USB keyboard connected via OTG. I personally do not use a physical keyboard on my device, but I'm aware of the fact that many of our friends use their physical keyboards. Today, therefore, is your day as we look at some of the commands found in TalkBack in conjunction with physical keyboards. For maximum compatibility, I am using an older device. I dusted off my Pixel XL from 2016 running TalkBack 12.1. I am on my home screen and by the way, today I am using the Allison voice from the Vocalizer group. I will use the traditional method of invoking the TalkBack menu, which is swiping down with one finger and curving to the right to invoke the TalkBack menu. I will now do that. TalkBack menu. Actions. One of eight. Enlist. Eight items. Double tap to activate. We are in the TalkBack menu. What we are looking for here is the one that says TalkBack settings. I'll put my finger down and explore and find TalkBack settings and tap on it. TalkBack settings. Text-to-speed TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. Tapping on TalkBack settings places us on the screen for the settings of TalkBack. What I will do now is put two fingers down in the middle of the phone and roll those fingers up to scroll down toward the bottom looking for an item that says Advanced Settings. I'll now put my two fingers down and scroll my fingers up, basically scrolling down toward the bottom. I will now look and find and tap on Advanced Settings. Cover Proximity Set Tutorial Advanced Settings. Advanced Settings. Navigate Up. Button. Out of List. We are in the advanced settings. What we're looking for here is an item that says keyboard 
Shortcuts. I'll put my finger down and explore toward the bottom. Typing pref keyboard shortcuts. Keyboard shortcuts. Navigate up, button, out of list. I am not going to talk about every single command. Rather, I'll take you through the various commands that we have for those of you that like to use a physical keyboard, be it the Bluetooth keyboard or a regular USB keyboard connected via an OTG cable. I'll now show you the items that we have. Starting from the top, here's what we got. Key map, heading, inlist. The first thing we have here is a heading that says key map. Below that we have... Choose a key map, default key map. By default, we have the default key map. In other words, if we tap in here though, we'll find one that says classic key map. However, I want us to explore what we have in the modern keyboard layout. Below that we have... Choose modifier key, alt. Here, like above, we have two different keys. By default, we have the Alt key as the modifier key. However, if we tap in here, we have another item that says Search. In other words, we're talking about the equivalence of the Windows key for those of you that use Windows keyboard on your Windows compatible keyboard. The next item here is Reset the key map. You could tap here to reset the key maps. In other words, if I have switched to the classic instead of the default modern keyboard or have switched my key modifier from the Alt to the Windows key, which is the search key, tapping on this will reset me back to the modern navigation. Here's the next item that we find. Navigation Actions Heading Navigation Actions this is the heading for navigation movements, and all the keyboard commands here have to do with one navigation in one way or the other. Let's take a look at those. Navigate to next item, Alt plus arrow right. Navigate to previous item, Alt plus arrow left. Navigate to above item, Alt plus arrow up. Navigate to below item, Alt plus arrow down. Navigate to first item, Alt plus CTRL plus arrow left. Na navigate to last item, Alt plus CTRL plus arrow right. Navigate to next window, Alt plus CTRL plus arrow down. Navigate to previous window, Alt plus CTRL plus arrow up. Navigate to next word, Alt plus shift plus CTRL plus arrow right. Navigate to previous word, Alt plus shift plus CTRL plus arrow left. Navigate to next character, Alt plus shift plus arrow right. Navigate to previous character, Alt plus shift plus arrow left. Perform click, Alt plus enter. Perform long click, Alt plus shift plus enter. Global actions, heading. And that was the navigation. Now we come to the global heading. I do want to mention here, however, in passing, that it depends on the application that you're in. Sometimes I've noticed that trying to use a regular keyboard or physical keyboard, that actually I don't even have to use the Alt key modifier to do a word by word by doing Control left to right arrow, and it works for me just like I would do in a Windows environment. So it all depends on the app in question. Let's move on to that global navigation. In other words, we're talking about things like how to go back home, activate recent apps, 
and things like that, or even pull down your notification shade. Back, Alt plus Dell. Home, Alt plus CTRL plus H. Recent apps, Alt plus CTRL plus R. Notifications, Alt plus CTRL plus N. Play or pause media, Alt plus Shift plus Space. Select next reading control, Alt plus Shift plus CTRL plus arrow down. Select previous reading control, Alt plus Shift plus CTRL plus arrow up. Adjust reading control up, Alt plus Shift plus arrow up. Adjust reading control down, Alt plus Shift plus arrow down. Other actions, heading. This is other actions. Read from top, Alt plus CTRL plus enter. Read from next item, Alt plus Shift plus CTRL plus enter. Show talk back menu, Alt plus space. Show actions, Alt plus CTRL plus space. Show installed languages, Alt plus CTRL plus L. Show actions, Alt plus CTRL plus space. In other words, we're talking about when you're sitting on an item and you want to get to like the contextual menu of that item. For example, where you would invoke the talkback menu and go find where it says actions. Instead of going to the talkback menu, you will use that command. Next. Search the screen for an item. Alt plus CTRL plus slash. Web navigation actions. Heading. Here's web navigation actions and we're talking about things like heading. So buttons, edit fields, and things like that. Here are the keyboard commands. Navigate to next button, Alt plus B. Navigate to previous button, Alt plus Shift plus B. Navigate to next control, Alt plus C. Navigate to previous control, Alt plus Shift plus C. Navigate to next ARIA landmark, Alt plus D. Navigate to previous ARIA landmark, Alt plus Shift plus D. Navigate to next edit field, Alt plus E. Navigate to previous edit field, Alt plus Shift plus E. Navigate to next focusable item, Alt plus F. Navigate to previous focusable item, Alt plus Shift plus F. Navigate to next graphic, Alt plus G. Navigate to previous graphic, Alt plus Shift plus G. Navigate to next heading, Alt plus H. Navigate to previous heading, Alt plus Shift plus H. Navigate to next heading 1, Alt plus 1. Navigate to previous heading 1, Alt plus Shift plus 1. Navigate to next heading 2, Alt plus 2. Navigate to previous heading 2, Alt plus Shift plus 2. You got the drift here, so I'm gonna scroll down and go past the heading 6. Navigate to previous heading 6, Alt plus Shift plus 6. Navigate to next list item, Alt plus I. Navigate to previous list item, Alt plus Shift plus I. Navigate to next link, Alt plus L. Navigate to previous link, Alt plus Shift plus L. Navigate to next list, Alt plus O. Navigate to previous list, Alt plus Shift plus O. Navigate to next table, Alt plus T. Navigate to previous table, Alt plus Shift plus T. Navigate to next checkbox, Alt plus X. Navigate to previous checkbox, Alt plus Shift plus X. And those would be your keyboard shortcut commands. I hope that those of you who use the physical keyboard find this useful as we have modern keyboard commands that will help you. As I indicated earlier, however, sometimes it depends on the app that you're in. For example, I've noticed in some cases that doing Control left arrow, right arrow, or Control shift left, Control shift right 
couple select words at a time and things like that. And it all depends on the app that you're in that sometimes you don't need that alt key modifier. In any case, keep that in mind that you need your alt key modifier or you can go in there and change it to the Windows key instead if that's easier for you. And that's been your keyboard shortcut commands. And talkback highlights have been allowed to stand alone on the last few podcasts. We haven't had any commentary rival series, have we? I think Miriam had one last week, didn't she? Or nope. was it the week before? I think it was, it the, was week the week before. before. Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, good, good, helpful tips for for people getting to grips with talkback there from Warren. Yeah, and you know, most especially those guys that like to use uh, physical keyboards. I think this is a good one for them because I, I personally do not use a physical keyboard, but I know a lot of our friends do. So I do. Uh, this kind of gives them some kind of something to go in there and dig on and uh, change things if uh, need be and all of that. Yeah. It's so good to see that Google is uh, catching up in that department. And it annoys me a little bit in some respects that they give people with physical keyboards way more granularity options like web navigation. They could, yeah, they that's, could that's true. Isn't that something? Yeah, it actually yeah. is better with the, the keyboard. They have a lot more yeah. than we do. There's no particular reason for that, though. They could just add the controls. <laughs> we could add them if to our granularities if we wanted them. I don't, I don't know why this is. I think the whole idea, though, is to make sure that they have that same feel that they have or that we have when we're using our regular computers on the web. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so that's the whole idea. Um, you don't feel left out since you're using the web and using a, a regular keyboard, so it's expected to be the same. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, Austin, where do people find us? People can find us by visiting us on our website, blindandroidusers.com. They can ask us questions by emailing us, contact us at blindandroidusers.com or even filling the feedback form on the website. They can subscribe to our mailing list, Blind Android Users plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for our Twitter, Telegram, YouTube, Clubhouse, everything is in the show notes. So check that out. That is it from us this week. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Appreciate you guys for being with us again this week. Time to say goodbye. Something like that. I don't know. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. See, you can go wrong when you have a couple of good-looking things on your podcast. Good-looking things? What? Did he just actually say that? I know. I don't know what century he's living in, but more power to him. I love it. What was it you called them, Warren? (laughs) Good looking things. Good looking things. I don't want to think about his little things. Yeah, I don't either. Good good looking things, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that freaking note. <laughs> well, at, least, at least she didn't call you ugly things. Could have been worse. Could have been, yeah, it could have been worse. I love it, man. Uh, you know, yeah, take, take what you can get. <laughs> Not that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody.
And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.